Welcome to the Vancouver Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Ogrizik. Wondering what's going on at the Vancouver Public Library? Well... Hi, I'm Devin from the Vancouver Public Library's Inspiration Lab. We're at the Central Library downtown. Come visit the Inspiration Lab, where there are studios to record audio and video, and high-performance computers for editing sound and video and graphic design. And all this is free to use with your library card. You can also check out these upcoming free events at the library. Self-Publishing 100, Introduction to eBooks, Thursday, November 30th at 10.30 a.m. Want to share your story with the world? Learn how to get on the path toward creating your first eBook. This session will introduce you to what you need to know to get started and how to begin to navigate the options for making your eBook available to readers. Let's talk about personal branding, Saturday, December 2nd at 11 a.m. Whether you are an artist or a working professional, personal branding can set you apart from the pack. In this session, you'll learn about personal branding and the ways you can use the Inspiration Lab to brand yourself, such as through the creation of logos, business cards, personal portfolios, and more. Intro to video editing with Premiere Pro, Wednesday, December 6th at 3 p.m. Learn the basics of editing video with Adobe Premiere Pro. In this hands-on class, we cover software layout and navigation, importing media, basic editing, adding effects, titles and transitions, working with green screen footage, and rendering a project into a final video file. For more events, visit vpl.ca slash events and find out more about the Inspiration Lab at vpl.ca slash inspiration lab. And we're here with Mike Volker, angel investor. Thank you very much for joining us, Mike. My pleasure, Drew. All right. Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about, I guess, yourself personally, uh, your background and angel investing? Okay, thanks. Yeah, I started off um, as an entrepreneur, built my own business way back in the 70s. It was a University of Waterloo spinoff. Um, and then after I sold that, I decided to work with other startups, entrepreneurs getting their business going. And uh, I've been doing that really in various capacities for the last 30 years. So it's all about startups, finding entrepreneurs, investing in them. And uh, recently, I've been uh, chairing the New Ventures Program here in Vancouver. And that is an annual business competition. We get over 100 companies that apply each year. We put them through a competitive process. We give them a lot of mentoring and coaching all with the intention of making them investable, attractive to investors, and, of course, eventually becoming successful technology companies. Wow, that, that sounds very cool. And uh, you mentioned quite a few different things as well. Let's go, uh, let's go back to, you said, uh, a spinoff from University of Waterloo. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about what sort of, uh, what sort of business that was? It was uh, computer terminals manufacturing, and it was before the days of laptops and desktops for that matter. So we made video displays that communicated to a, with a mainframe and were used for data input, output, data entry. They were very popular in places or applications like airports, check-in terminals, uh, customs offices, uh, financial, uh, the financial industry. Um, and they were, you know, the precursor to today's desktop computers. So was that uh, then, I guess, very much hardware-focused? Was there software involved as well? A little bit of software, but most mostly hardware. It was uh, video display 
thermal, so we made the whole product right from the uh, display to the keyboard, uh, all manufactured in Waterloo, Ontario. Very cool. And um, and how long did you do that before you sold it? And I guess a big question I have is, um, how do you sell it after you know building out a company like that? Well, it's interesting. We we sold it um, about ten years after we started it. Uh, we started it in the early seventies and sold it in the early eighties. And we did that just about the time that IBM introduced the desktop personal computer in nineteen eighty one, and we could see that. Um, you know, the technology was changing and that we had to do something dramatic to stay in business. So what we did was we found other companies that were working with micro microcomputers, microprocessors, and we did something very interesting. We put seven companies together into one company. So we took uh, a number of companies like ourselves uh, where we had hardware, we teamed up with companies that had software, we teamed up with companies that had distribution, and we put basically one large company together, and we took it public on the Toronto Stock Exchange back in 1981. And that would have included the uh, the company that you were... Exactly, yeah. I see, yeah. and so that was sort of a predicting the future of uh, of the industry and yeah. thinking now yeah. now's a good time to, to yeah. do something like that. That's pretty interesting. So around 1981, I'm not sure if my timeline's on here, but um, I think that uh, VisiCalc, one of the first yes, um, yes. spreadsheet programs. Yeah, I know out. the founder of that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, good friend. Yeah. Very interesting. And I guess that's something that really helped that uh, that personal computer become yep. uh, something that every company now has had to have. That's right, because the Apple came out before IBM, it came out in the 70s, mid-70s. And um, it was basically a hobby type of device. And it was great for tinkerers, but it really didn't do anything uh, at a very practical level for sort of the mainstream, um, uh, what what today is a typical computer user. Uh, but then when VisiCalc launched on the Apple platform, uh, all of a sudden, you had a device that did something very, very useful. Um, it's interesting because up until that time, there was nothing like a spreadsheet. When businesses did forecasting and financial planning, they had to do it manually. And so if you had a change in month one uh, that rippled through to month 12 in a in a projection, you had to do a lot of manual arithmetic. And that was very painful and long and arduous and VisiCalc solved that problem and that's what really put Apple on the map uh, creating a product hardware and software that actually had some real utility. Let's fast forward back to uh, to the present and um, tell us a little bit more about this conference, how you can get involved and then what the process is like. Okay, so New Ventures BC is um, is more of a competition. It's a business competition as opposed to a conference, although there is sort of a conference component to it in that there are seminars, workshops, uh, lots of um, opportunities for entrepreneurs to learn all about running a business. One of the things that differentiates New Ventures from other initiatives is that we really are very intensively focused on these companies uh, by mentoring them, by really challenging them. Our 
our judges, for example, in the competition are very, very tough on the companies. So they ask very probing questions. They make sure that the companies have looked at their competitors, um, that they have a good value proposition, that they've really thought through all the business issues that are so essential to building a successful company. So this might sound like a um, a very naive question. It is a very naive question. Um, why why are those business uh, um, properties so uh, so important? Why why thinking through all of that? Why is that such an important part? If let's say I, I have a product and and I have the next killer app, I have the next VisiCalc. Okay, that, that's a really. In fact, VisiCalc is a good example because um, people have ideas and. There are many, many ideas, many bright people, but taking those ideas and commercializing them is something entirely different. And the people with the ideas often don't have the experience in commercializing. And in business, experience is really, really important. You know, it's great to read a textbook and kind of have an understanding, but it's not until you do something that you really learn and know how to do it. So that's the component that New Ventures brings. Now, VisiCalc, let's take that as an example. So that was a product that was really created by a university professor in Boston. I think it was at either Harvard or MIT. I forget now which one. Um, and he had the idea. Then uh, more of a, a business individual, uh, this is the fellow I mentioned as a friend of mine, Peter Jennings, he... Um, had a company called uh, Personal Software, and he actually developed the first uh, microchess program, which was kind of interesting. It was another product that ran on the Apple. So he had already launched a business, and he knew what it took to get a product out into the market. So he saw the value behind the VisiCalc program, and he did a deal with the developer of it, and ended up commercializing it through personal software, which he then later renamed to VisiCorp, and the product was VisiCalc. Very cool. So I, I, I guess you could say that with a lot of things that um, you can read a textbook and you have an idea, but until you actually uh, you know roll up your sleeves and and get your hands dirty and, and have some experience with doing something, um, then you don't you don't really know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So, so guys like Peter are our mentors. So we have several Peters, so to speak. Um, and these individuals work with the startups with whether they're, you know, professors or, uh, students, whatever, anybody. It's, it, the, our competition is wide open. Um, and it's available to any British Columbian to participate. And our mentors are all volunteers that are accomplished business people, typically from the tech sector, that contribute their time and energy to these companies to help them become better companies. So I think you mentioned uh, earlier entrepreneurs. Um, what sort of what sort of person should be, or or maybe group, uh, should be looking at um, New Ventures BC and, and engaging in that competition? The ideal um, participant would be uh, an individual or a group of individuals that think they have something that has huge potential in the marketplace. And they need some guidance. They need some help figuring out how to take their idea 
and commercialize it. They often need to hire people because it takes people to build a business. And, of course, they need the capital. And the capital is a very important part of it because a lot of the mentors in the New Ventures BC program are investors, business angels who invest in startup companies. So in addition to learning about business and potentially winning the prize money, which can be very substantial, you know, first prize is more than $100,000, and that's cash, no strings attached. So that in itself is very attractive. But even more attractive is the fact that not just the winner, but, you know, the runners-up and the other companies that compete in the competition now have access to these investors who can get them launched. And these investors are typically the only source of capital, you know, short of family, friends, relatives, and so on, that can help these companies at the very early stages. Venture capitalists might come in as well, but typically later, not at these early stages. So how early uh, of a stage, uh, like how far would I have to have gone? Let's say I have a uh, a product idea where it's a combination of drones and uh, Roombas, and it's an automated cleaning service. Yeah, you may not even be incorporated. You may just have, you know, the, the, the idea. Hopefully, you've got a little bit more than the idea. You might have actually done some development on it, um, and you might have a prototype. But um, we will consider companies uh, that are not even companies, but individuals or groups that could become companies. And uh, because of the support that we get from the legal community, for example, uh, one of our sponsors is uh, Fask and Martino. They would um, help in that process of um, establishing a corporation and looking after all the formalities of doing that kind of thing. So from the sounds of it, I could, um, if I had a reasonably polished slide deck put together, uh, an idea and maybe some um, uh, some signatures with some, a promise to purchase or something like that, I, I might have a chance uh, uh, in this competition. You'd have an excellent chance. In fact, you'd probably be a little bit more advanced than a lot of the companies that don't even have a slide deck. Very interesting. Um, so if I want to be involved, uh, how, how do I get involved? Basically, you just apply online. We usually, um, there are a couple of aspects to our program. The, the, the cornerstone program is our annual competition and it usually gets underway in the spring, March, April timeframe. Uh, you enroll in the program and uh, basically you start attending some of our workshops. Where are those held? Uh, they're in Vancouver. Um, typically, at the Simon Fraser campus uh, downtown. And so you would attend those workshops. And what we do is we basically have streamlined this by asking the entrepreneurs a set of questions. You know, what's your product? Who are you selling it to? Very basic stuff. And then that helps to focus the entrepreneur on the business. So that's how the that's how you would start. You would just enroll in the program. It's a very modest fee. I I think it's around a hundred dollars. I can't remember the exact number. Um, and we do that just to make sure people are serious. And um, and then they get the benefit of all these workshops and seminars and the coaching. And they go through a series of um, of uh, vetting. Let's say where if we start with let's say one hundred and fifty people, our judges will pare that down to, say, 25 or 30 companies, and then 
those companies uh, will go through a couple more rounds where they end up being just 10 companies, and those are then the finalists. And then eventually out of that group of 10, we pick uh, the top uh, winners, as well as a few winners in specialized areas of technology or community services. That was something I wanted to, to get to, but the way that you've described um, this, uh, you know, there's a $100 fee that just to make sure that people kind of um, are, are serious about about what they're doing, but there's an amazing amount of resources. Why would somebody? Why wouldn't somebody uh, want to do this? Probably just because they don't know about it. Yeah, and, that, and what amazes me is how uh, you know it, it's challenging to to be out there in and and let people know that that we exist. And when somebody is first starting, unless they just happen to stumble onto it or someone refers them to it. Um, we want to do whatever we can to get the message out. Of course, one of the best ways is from the companies that have gone through the program, companies that have benefit who can then uh, tell others and say, hey, I went through this. Here's what it did for me and kind of spread the word that way. Yeah, sounds pretty amazing. So uh, now let's go back to the the sort of areas of interest. What if, you know, is, is this good for somebody if their idea is in fintech or in uh, maybe medical or uh, blockchain or uh, AI, machine learning? Yes, we're totally technology agnostic. Um, you know, we define technology very broadly. It's basically something that has unique IP, intellectual property, something that has... Uh, that's unique from an idea perspective. Um, but it could be in any, any field of endeavor. You know, we've had companies in the food industry. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, fintech right now is very popular. Cannabis is popular. So we have companies in, in that field. Um, but there's, um, there's no limitation on the type of technology where there is a bit of a limitation. What, what we're focused on is companies that do have high growth potential. So we're not looking at um, what we would call lifestyle businesses. Uh, we don't mind companies that are in those kinds of businesses uh, joining in the program to learn, um, but they are not likely to win the competition because what we're looking for is companies that can become large companies. So scaling is important. Um, uh, profitability is important. And we're also looking at companies that, uh, do something that's, uh, that's, that, that's good for society and, uh, generally will make an impact. So, um, there is no technology limitation. It's more of a, uh, size and ambition limitation, if you want to look at it that way. So that actually kind of reminds me of uh, Nassim Taleb's Black Swan. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but um, basically he uh, he talks about how you, you can't really predict the future. You can make some guesses, but um, you do know, I mean, when you said, for example, the lifestyle brand versus something that can really scale, you, you do have an idea of something that can really take off and really become big. I know, for example, if I start a company where I'm loaning people money, um, 
that the best case scenario is I get that money back with some interest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to become uh, 10 times or 100 times or a million times. Um, it, that's just not going to happen. So that's not a black swan. Whereas, uh, you know, something like Facebook in the early days, you know, oh, I, I want to invest in that. I have no idea if it's going anywhere or not. But if it does go somewhere, it could go really big. I, I don't know how many people would have seen that, to be honest. But um, but those are the types of things that you, you might be looking for. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. You never know which ones. And so that's part of what the competition is about is to try to identify those that really do have that kind of, um, uh, far reaching potential. So, so what are some things that you'd look for? I, I can imagine that obviously there's the, the idea and, you know, what the, the limitations on that idea might be. And uh, as long as it seems, uh, relatively free of those limitations or ones that are, uh, I guess relatively uh, acceptable to work with. What else? Uh, there must be some parts about the person, uh, the person's personality. Are they uh, are they the right person? Maybe their background, their vision. The person is very important, and you know, to be honest, it's all about the person or the persons, because uh, a company is not an abstract thing. It's a collection of people, and so we want to make sure that those people. Uh, are ambitious, um, are receptive to ideas, are coachable. Uh, very importantly, uh, we want to make sure that they know what they don't know, um, that they know what they're missing. Because nobody's perfect. Everybody can learn more and uh, gain something from the knowledge of others. So we're looking for coachable uh, entrepreneurs, people that uh, are keen to learn, they're hungry to learn, and they're big thinkers, big visions, high aspirations, uh, and brilliant ideas. Wow, that sounds uh, very exciting. Maybe tell me a little bit more, where exactly can I go if I want to be a part of this? Uh, newventuresbc.ca? Uh, dot com. Dot com. Ooh, yep. Nice. Newventuresbc.com. Newventuresbc.com. And I can find out more information there. What about, uh, social? If I want to reach out? Yeah. And I should mention, Drew, that, you know, the competition is one of the things we do. It's the main thing we do, but we have a year round ongoing mentoring program as, as well. Um, and that's online. So, uh, you know, in terms of, um, what you just mentioned, the social aspect, uh, this is a way for, uh, entrepreneurs to socialize with mentors and connect with mentors. So even if they're not ready for the competition or they want to do something immediately, we're open for business year round. And the best way to connect is through the website. What about uh, meetups or social events? There's uh, December 6th, there's a meetup of meetups happening where there are, I think, about 10 local meetups that are all uh, have invited all of their members, but I think they have a capacity of about 200. Um, and are, are you planning on being at that? Um, I'm sure that some of our people will be at that. Um, but we do a lot of um, social events, a lot of networking events, because we do believe networking is, is very important. And we have a number of those throughout the year uh, to allow companies to connect with uh, people that can help them. Great. Well, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm definitely going to head over to newventuresbc.com and find out some more information. Mike Volker of New Ventures BC, thank you again for being on this episode of the Vancouver Tech Podcast. My pleasure, Drew. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Vancouver Tech Podcast. Check out our website, vancouvertechpodcast.ca. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Much appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter, Van Tech Podcast. Feel free to leave some comments below. You can also hit us up on the YBR Dev, the Vancouver Tech, the Van Tech Slacks. I'm at James. And I'm at Drew. Special thanks to Same Room for hooking us up with an integration that allows us to have a cross-team Slack channel, Van Do you have a meetup that you want us to plug? Email us, show at vancouvertechpodcast.ca. Music by A Shell in the Pit from the game Parkitect. See you at one of the meetups around, around town. town.